The pains occurred with terrible intensity. The Count wept at his wife's cries. Many persons were present. The dowager's two daughters by her second marriage, one of whom, then sixteen years of age, afterwards married the Duc de Ventadour, and was a party to the lawsuit, wished to be present at this accouchement, which was to perpetuate by a new scion an illustrious race near extinction. There were also Dame Saligny, sister of the late Marshal Saint-Gerain, the Marquis de Saint-Maxon, and the Marchioness de Bouillet. Everything seemed to favor the projects of these last two persons, who took an interest in the event of a very different character from that generally felt. As the pains produced no result, and the accouchement was of the most difficult nature, while the Countess was near the last extremity, expresses were sent to all the neighboring parishes to offer prayers for the mother and the child. The holy sacrament was elevated in the churches at Moulin. The midwife attended to everything herself. She maintained that the countess would be more comfortable if her slightest desires were instantly complied with. The countess herself never spoke a word, only interrupting the gloomy silence by heart-rending cries. All at once, Madame de Bouillet, who affected to be bustling about, pointed out that the presence of so many persons was what hindered the countess's accouchement, and assuming an air of authority, justified by fictitious tenderness, said that everyone must retire, leaving the patient in the hands of the persons who were absolutely necessary to her, and that to remove any possible objections, the Countess Dowager, her mother, must set the example. The opportunity was made use of to remove the Count from this harrowing spectacle, and everyone followed the Countess Dowager. Even the Countess's own maids were not allowed to remain, being sent on errands to keep them out of the way. This further reason was given, that the eldest being scarcely fifteen, they were too young to be present on such an occasion. The only persons remaining by the bedside were the Marchioness de Bouillet, the midwife, and the two Quinet girls. The countess was thus in the hands of her most cruel enemies. It was seven o'clock in the evening. The labors continued. The elder Quinet girl held the patient by the hand to soothe her. The Count and the Dowager sent incessantly to know the news. They were told that everything was going on well, and that shortly their wishes would be accomplished, but none of the servants were allowed to enter the room. Three hours later, the midwife declared that the Countess could not hold out any longer unless she got some rest. She made her swallow a liquor which was introduced into her mouth by spoonfuls. The Countess fell into so deep a sleep that she seemed to be dead. The younger Quinet girl thought for a moment that they had killed her, and wept in a corner of the room till Madame de Bouillet reassured her. During this frightful night a shadowy figure prowled in the corridors, silently patrolled the rooms, and came now and then to the door of the bedroom, where he conferred in a low tone with the midwife and the Marchioness de Bouillet. This was the Marquis de Saint-Maxon, who gave his orders, encouraged his people, watched over every point of his plot, himself a prey to the agonies of nervousness which accompany the preparations for a great crime.